Welcome to Healthcare Inspired, the podcast that bridges the gap between clinical expertise and business innovation, all with a single purpose, improving patient care. Get ready to be inspired as we bring you thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and groundbreaking insights from leading experts in healthcare. Join your host, Jennifer McNamara, on a journey of discovery as she connects the dots, revealing the synergies between clinical and business teams. Each episode, we'll delve into the latest healthcare trends, uncover innovative solutions, and share success stories that will motivate and ignite change. So get ready to embark on a path of inspiration, knowledge, and transformation. Here is your host, Jennifer McNamara. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Healthcare Inspired. I'm your host, Jennifer McNamara, and today we're delving deep into the world of healthcare documentation, the secret sauce that ensures quality care, accurate coding, and proper reimbursement. Documentation is the unsung hero in healthcare, but it plays a vital role in patient care, compliance, and of course, the financial health of your healthcare organization. We're gonna pull back the curtain today and reveal the ingredients of the secret sauce of documentation. We're gonna explore why it matters, how it impacts patient outcomes, and why it's crucial for healthcare providers, coders, and billers. We have on our show today a very special guest, Miss Janine Ellis, and I wanted to invite her on this show because she is an amazing, amazing coder and biller, and she works right there on the front lines um, in the healthcare facility. And even though we often bring on the show those who are maybe consultants or auditors and those that deal on the outside looking in, I wanted to get someone on the show that really understands what it's like to be right there on the front lines, dealing with patient care, dealing with the reimbursement aspects, some of the challenges that you all see every single day. So it's important for us to listen to these insights and experiences. Um, So whether you're a health professional looking to enhance your documentation skills or just curious about what happens behind the scenes, this episode is for you. So I encourage you to grab your notepads and get ready to uncover the secrets that make documentation the key to delivery and exceptional patient care and maintaining a healthy bottom line. But before we dig in, we would like to take a minute and thank our sponsors over at Healthcare Inspired. Their support makes episodes like this possible, so stay tuned to hear all about their incredible products and services later in the show. Now let's just dive right into the secret sauce of documentation. Well, welcome back to the show. We are happy to have our special guest, as mentioned, Janine Ellis. Thank you for joining the show today, Janine. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am happy to have you, and I love talking about our topic today, the importance of accurate documentation, and really in the realm of understanding patient care and reimbursement. I think often we look at documentation as a reimbursement tool, and a lot of people don't realize it does more than that. And so from a clinical aspect, from a reimbursement aspect, it has its, you know, its, its ways that it benefits both areas. But we want to talk today about documentation in the light of both and how they work together. We want to, of course, thank you for coming on the show today, but I like to always get a little bit of information about my guests before we get started. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in healthcare, what you're currently doing, what your passion is. 
So I've been in healthcare, I want to say, for the last 15 years. I kind of like started as like registration in the ER and, you know, I worked my way up. So I'm currently a medical um, biller in the radiology department and I'm also a medical coder and I code like outpatient chart. I kind of see both hands. I'm dealing with billing and coding. It's really interesting to see, you know, the mistakes or, you know, the documentation errors that I see a lot on both sides. Um, I would say I'm really passionate about educating uh, the staff. I think that it really starts there. I think that the training um, that, you know, some, you know, hospitals and big organizations, they don't provide like adequate amount of training for the um, employees that are handling the front end and I really think that it starts there with just, you know, making sure the staff is trained properly. So then that way it'll trickle down to reimbursement, patient care and things like that. Oh, my goodness, girl. I 100 percent agree with you. It's just so important that we that we think about how it affects everyone. And I will I will attest to that. Um, I was also a biller early in my career and then a coder and then both and and even now as an auditor, we have to do the same thing. We have to act as a biller and a coder while we're auditing the same thing. So it all comes back to the, the whole process. We don't want to think that we're in this silo all by ourselves. And I believe, and I'm sure you do too, that accurate documentation is the heartbeat of healthcare. It really is what justifies medical necessity, but it also is something that tells this patient's story. Um, I and I have the analogy of, you know, you've heard of what we call a secret sauce, right? And uh, sometimes there are some that haven't figured out that recipe. They don't have that secret ingredient that improves their documentation. But I think, you know, I, I love your thoughts on this, you know, thinking about how not only does it ensure patients receive the right care at the right time, but it plays a major role in securing reimbursement for a hardworking healthcare providers. They work so hard and it pains me to see them losing money right and left just because there is inaccurate documentation or maybe an EMR that has not done its job to be efficient in helping our physicians provide that accurate documentation. What are your thoughts there? Well, I would agree. The errors that I see on both sides is just like slight things. It could be simple as, you know, a patient having maybe the same last name and maybe you know, the doctor putting diagnosis on the wrong Williams or the wrong Smith. And it just trickles down to, you know, the reimbursement side. And also it definitely affects the patients because, you know, if the documentation is not correct, um, then they can get a bill, you know, the insurance can deny the claims and then so on and so on. So it's just, I feel like it's like a, a cycle that it goes in. And it's just so important to really make sure that this information is for the correct patient. It's, you know, everything is correct. I think that, you know, um, one of the biggest skills that's needed would be attention to detail. You really have to pay attention. And I I feel like that's for the employees, the doctors, you know, all the healthcare staff, like you really have to pay attention because it really affects a lot of, a lot of areas in healthcare. Oh, I completely agree. And I'm glad you mentioned that pay attention to detail because on the clinical side, I was just thinking, you know, as a patient myself, and a lot of patients these days are getting more involved in their healthcare. They're requesting their own records. They're getting really involved in what they see documented in their chart. 
And I think about if they feel, see something's missing, right? A lot of patients have read stories. They watch TV shows, right? <laughs> Hollywood yes. kind of, Hollywood has this thing about, you know, making things so dramatic, right? But just for, a, I'm gonna give you a basic example on our listeners, you know, just think about this. If this was your chart or your family's chart, so let's say you visit a doctor's office, right? They're asking you your medical history. You have an allergy to something, a certain medication. But guess what? Somebody doesn't get that recorded properly. Mm-hmm. So whoever, <laughs> that staff member doesn't maybe realize that they didn't get that added correctly, right? So yeah. then the next time you you come and you get treatment, what is missing from your information that could lead to an allergic reaction? Your allergy. Right? Your allergy, yes. So, <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This thing, it sounds simple, but in, in reality, it's very, very serious because yeah. it affects a real person. Yes. Um, this real person that's affecting. And so on the flip side, we know that healthcare teams have access to your complete medical history as a patient. They can make informed decisions. They can provide personalized care and save the day in some cases. So that's great. It's a great thing that documentation does. So we don't have to focus on the negative all the time, what it does, but it does so many positive things as well. But let's talk about the financial side of things. Reimbursement. This is what providers are wanting. They want to get reimbursed for services. And yes. that's, you know, right? I mean, who doesn't want to get paid for? They do. I do. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Right. So um, we know that it justifies the services uh, because we know at the end of the day, the patients are mostly not paying for their care. It is going to be our physicians that have to submit claims to third-party insurance payers to cover that compensation. So they need to get that money in. And there's a lot of things that go into that process, as you know, as a coder and a biller. Uh, But I find too, just in my role, when I was coding production and billing production, and as auditing now, I see so such simple things being missed. And sometimes I wonder, is it obviously is an education issue? But have we taken the time to just stop and think about what we're looking at, uh, from all aspects? You know, when I look at a documentation, I'm not only looking at the codes I need to report, what is matching that that code, but also the payer, what does the payer want? from this documentation, what do they need? And so I see sometimes where a very valid missing diagnosis, even if it's a secondary diagnosis that adds the medical necessity, is lit left off because there's this misnomer that all you need is one diagnosis to get the, the claim through to justify payment. But what about those other conditions that actually add further you know, clarification or medical necessity to that note, things like that. And so we think about, you know, how that is affected. So a lot of times we think about technology, right, playing a role in this. There's a lot of great advancements out there when it comes to technology that can help advance some of these or make things more efficient when it comes to how we check benefits or we do prior authorizations, even our coding, right? What do you think is a benefit to having technology? And what do you think is a disadvantage that we're seeing today with some of the the documentation that comes into play and how technology is affecting that? I think one of the the awesome benefits that I see is um, providers can get outside records from different hospitals to be able to look at the full picture or to make a diagnosis for the patient because they, they have access to you know, other records. I think that that's just really awesome that they don't have to, you know, maybe call or, you know, send records to other facilities, you know, that the time to do that is, you know, could be long. You know, now there are certain systems that you literally can search 
through technology where you can see outside records. And I think that that's really beneficial for patients. One of the disadvantages I feel for technology is privacy. Having technology, you know, there are, you know, positives, but I think that the negative would be patients' information could be compromised, allowing other platforms to be able to access patients' information. And I think that it's really important that most facilities have like good software and that's making sure they protect the patient's information. But I think that that's maybe one of the disadvantages of technology that could be compromised, but it also has its advantages as well. I 100% agree. I was thinking about some of the things I've seen over my career since EMR came out several years ago. And obviously there have been times we've had, you know, technical difficulties where the system just goes down and you have all your information in there, right? And you have no idea what's going on with the patient because you have this issue. So sometimes that early on that happens, sometimes we had to go back to paper for that day and do what we could, right? It was just one of those things. And I'm telling you, I've used a lot of different EMR systems, PM systems, and the complexity, um, the interface complexity across different systems is just crazy. I recently worked in an oncology-based EMR system and I could not believe how complex it was. It made your job just less efficient because you were having to figure out how to do something all the time. And you can't always get a hold of someone at the EMR company to help walk you through something, right? So sometimes those those interface issues can be a challenge, especially if you're new and you're trying to find information um, in that system. And then templates. Oh my goodness, let's talk about templates. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you know what I'm talking about, girl. So when, yes. I think about, oh goodness, when I think about all these templates, you know, that are used in documentation, you know, yes, they can speed up the process because you already have pre-built what you may think, even like for surgery, for instance, you have pre-built template, you know, it's the same thing every time for the most part. So like I think about a total knee replacement or hip replacement or a cataract surgery, right? Or it's the same thing pretty much all the time, your standard protocol you're gonna go through. But it may not capture what the nuances of that patient, their medical history, which can lead to, of course, a less personalized documentation where something might be missed. And yes, it looks at the insurance company to them, like you just copy and paste it, obviously, one patient's information to another, it looks exactly the same. There is there seriously no difference between that patient and this patient? There has to be some difference, right? So making those templates where they can be customized and that is true nowadays i think a lot more of them are doing that but we just still caution everyone out there to make sure that happens and with auditing with with uh documentation standards and compliance copy and paste errors happen all the time so we think about duplications happening and coding from a problem list that gets copied over every visit those things drive me up the wall and you mentioned data, privacy, and security concerns. There's those things. Um, can you think of anything else? I know on the coding aspect, which I, I know you probably know about this, we see, like I'm in the radiology department, so I see a lot of x-rays and the diagnosis code can be for unspecified hip, but the procedure code, and they did the um, x-ray on the right hip. So the insurance company is rejecting it, because they're saying the diagnosis code don't match, which it doesn't. If you're saying the diagnosis of unspecified hip and then the actual procedure was for the right hip, it's like that doesn't, you know, match. And these are simple errors that be 
that can be corrected, you know, when you're actually looking at the documentation. And it's really, honestly, you know, as a coder, it's real. It's just a change of one digit, but it affects the reimbursement. And, you know, the claims are not being processed because of these simple errors. 100%. And I see it all the time. And even just in the audit I was doing recently, just something as simple as, you know, unnecessary modifiers being added just because yeah. you're just so used to adding modifier 25 when there's a procedure because you, you you have the documentation at one point, but then the next time you're like, oh, I'm just going to add it. And some people don't really know why they're using a modifier. I right. see 25 being used with labs and x-rays. Now, some payers will actually tell you they won't process a claim unless you have a 25, which makes no sense because there's no reason to add it based on the, the purpose of it. But some payers have adopted their own understanding of those modifiers and they want them added. But mostly when we don't understand the purpose of these modifiers, it can create a lot of confusion. So you get a denial on, you know, the incorrect modifier was used or it was inconsistent with the procedure or something like that. And yeah. as a biller, if you're new, you don't know what that means. And so you need training. So let's talk about training, for instance. <laughs> let's talk about some of the, the challenges that we see in just being able to properly train our staff. So we know that it's important to have our staff properly trained. And we know physicians, nurses, our clinical staff, they get trained all the time. But sometimes that training doesn't even really trickle down into our coders and billers and, and other staff members, even practice managers, I feel, don't get enough training for themselves. But there's lots of ways to provide comprehensive training to our staff. Um, there are ways to provide these trainings to all staff members, including your administrative staff. And there is even what I like to call role-specific training, where you can actually have training specific to your role. So let's say you have a um, patient service representative, which are called now, and they need more training on eligibility and benefits or how to understand how to read insurance cards. I mean, that's a really great training that I think gets missed because you have maybe a huge turnover in your office or your facility. And the next person that comes in doesn't have the training the last person had. You're seeing a difference, right? Are you noticing yeah. the difference might be training? What do you think? I definitely have seen the difference. And, you know, of course, uh, the patient service rep, their background, you know, if they're more knowledgeable and the insurance, they do their job, you know, more efficiently. But I also feel like, you know, I've been in that role before and just hearing from my coworkers, a lot of these big health systems have like an online training that they usually allow you, you know, modules for you to just complete modules and you, people just will rush through it, not really read it, take, you know, a quiz and then they know it. Some of these healthcare facilities should try a more hands-on approach and maybe have like a live teacher that's actually going to engage with the staff, I think that that would be more effective because I just see so many people that, patient service reps that say, okay, well, what's this answer? Or I took the test already and they just skim through it and not really understanding what they're doing. And that's where the constant mistakes are. But I really feel like it should be more of a hands-on approach because some people learn through um, just, you know, reading modules, but some people, and I think a lot of people learn with like a teacher and, and maybe like a student aspect. And then you can honestly engage the, the employee to see if they really are grasping the information by, you know, asking them questions on the modules. You know, you can't really gauge to see whether the employee is really retaining the information. So 
that's my recommendation for you know the big hospitals Oh my goodness, I love it. You know, I you're you're hitting the heartbeat of what I'm trying to get across. And I recently was approached by a hospital wanting us to come in and actually provide that type of training to their coders um, on modifiers specifically, like just do a hands-on, like you know, maybe not all day, but a, a several-hour training session on modifiers. I think it's great because I've been there in the hospital, my in-services, and I'm like doing this, this, and this. And yeah, it can be the tendency, you're busy, you're trying to get stuff done. You're like, I'm just gonna get through this, get this training done. I have the same every year. I'm just gonna click a box and move on. And it's easy to do, but do you really, really understand what you're reading and comprehending and then applying it to your job? That is what you're supposed to do. And Ever since we had EHRs come on the scene, I think it's become easier and easier to just skimp on the basics, that, the basic fundamentals that we've learned in coding and billing. It's easy to look things up on the internet and just pick something, right, without going through the yes. process. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of my trainers and my mentors that I, I, I love is she told me that, you know, you can make a lot of errors, believe it or not, when you don't go through the process of index to tabular with your ICD-10 book. And we actually practiced this with a couple of scenarios and it was true. When we went right to Google or we just got somewhere and picked a code and yeah, it made sense. But when you actually use the index, it would have taken you to a different scenario, a different code set based on the physician language. And so that is what we're missing is that understanding of the physician language driving the, the reimbursement and driving the coding. And that is what we're missing, I think, in a lot of ways with, with that. And that's one easy you know, aspect. You mentioned earlier about the laterality. You know, physicians are busy. They're just trying to get from one patient to the next when they're having a busy day. And to them, they don't necessarily maybe think that the code they're picking is making an impact when it's right or left or not as specific when it's a combination code of diabetes, hypertension, or hypertension, CKD. They just pick up. And they don't understand how we have to report those to show the complexity of the patient's problem. What do you think about that? I totally agree. Um, I think that the doctors need to be trained as well, just on understand the importance of um, being specific in their documentation. And it's just like you said, it can literally be um, you know, something simple as right or left or like you said, hypertension or diabetes or, uh, you know, their foot or their like, it just could be so simple. And I think sometimes there's a culture in healthcare, like, especially it's not all physicians, but some physicians feel like that's not their job or they, you know, they feel like superior to, you know, learning these type of things, but it just really, it, it affects all aspects of healthcare. Um, and I really think it's just really important to properly train physicians and um, healthcare staff on the proper documentation. Yes, I agree. And I, I will say, yeah, there, I haven't run across some physicians that do, do show the kind of attitude where they don't feel that's important. They just, they want to focus on patient care. Other physicians, when I do education uh, for physicians, I've had some ask me, about the modifiers. They want to know about modifiers, why this happens or this happens, because they're concerned about why reimbursement is lacking in one area over another. And at Healthcare Inspire, the kind of education we like to do is 
based on your data. So we understand that many of you out there may have a good understanding of many things, but maybe there's one or two areas that you just really are struggling with and your data will show that. So we run your data for a year, we look at trends. So we have our coding staff and our auditing staff kind of review the common code sets that you have. And then we can we can quickly identify, okay, these two codes are often built together, but we know NCCI and we know coding guidelines and we know that's not appropriate off the bat. So we can say, okay, here's your training. We're gonna focus on these code sets, these modifiers, this situation, this scenario, versus giving you this you know, big old long day of education you don't need. All you really need is this right now. We encourage you to continue your education on your own and obviously constantly be researching and getting better at what you do. But as far as comprehensive training, we're gonna focus on this right now. And then later on, we'll see six months, you know, how you're doing. And that's the kind of education I felt has been really productive when we've done it over the past year um, with our teams. And I, I th I've seen a lot of benefits from doing things that way. So I encourage organizations out there to think about, about that. And uh, I know a lot of you out there, you work closely with other coders and builders in your everyday life. So what do you think? Uh, do you think that peer-to-peer -peer sessions are also maybe a benefit as well? Yes, I know. I have a great trainer in my uh, my current role now, and she's constantly just, you know, educating me on codes or maybe some mistakes. And um, I think that peer-to-peer -peer is very important, especially w when you have somebody that is very knowledgeable and they it's always somebody that knows more than you and they're willing to really educate you and, and say like i think it's one thing to you know tell somebody okay well this is the right code but it's another thing to actually explain it because then when you explain it and you really take time to process that information then you you really cut down those type of mistakes so, you know, I do have a re really good uh, trainer and she really explains all of the codes and all the things that, you know, we deal with urgent care. So I think that peer to peer is very essential and it's important. I agree. And when I teach and even when I learn, I am more of a visual person. I want to see it and then also dissect it from a, a terminology aspect. Um, I really ingrain terminology in my students, even though maybe you might take a course or a maybe like a lesson in some courses. I don't really give you a full comprehensive look at it. Um, our new course that we're doing for uh, Medical Coding Essentials this year is really gonna dig in deep and get into the, the heart of terminology and how it affects coding. I had an example today. I had someone ask me a question about a body part and whether or not it was a minor or a, it was a small joint versus an intermediate joint. And it was kind of, you know, one of those things where it could be confusing because of where it is but I go right to the anatomy. I, I look up in my diagram, where is this, this body part? Is it technically in the foot or is it in the ankle? Because that affects whether it's an intermediate joint or a small joint. And so those are things you have to ask yourself. Where is it on the body? How is it classified clinically? And then what does CPT say? If they say anything about it, if they don't say anything about it, do you have a policy on how you're going to handle certain situations? And sometimes things pop up that there is no clear guideline on. So you bring it up to your supervisor and say, hey, I think we should make a policy on this. When this happens, we should put it in our policies. And a lot of people don't realize that they should they do that and they don't do it. And then everyone's questioning everything and then nothing gets done because they're just like, they don't want to rock the boat and they don't say anything. And it's, it's amazing. 
know the lack of communication that happens among teams. And I think if you had this peer-to-peer conversation, those things would be brought up in those conversations. You can have an open dialogue and everyone would really understand where everyone's going and where they're at with things. Yes, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I see it, I, I feel like in both aspects, on the billing aspect and the coding aspect as well. I mean, I think that, you know, effective communication is very, very, very important because just like you said, there could be an issue that, you know, all of us as billers see or all of us as coders see, but nobody really says anything. So we just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess this is okay to do, or I guess this is okay to code or, or bill. And it's just like, that's why I'm like constantly asking questions like, do you guys do this? Or do you see this? Or do you see this code? I'm like, yeah, you know, and you really have to, you know, bounce back, you know, ideas and everything just to, you know, make sure that because just like you said, the communication has to be, you know, it has to be open and, and it's very important because you could be doing it one way and then the biller or code or whatever could be doing it another way and you realize that maybe her way is right, your way is wrong, or it could be vice versa. And um, that's why I think that when the peer peer comes in, that's, you know, just very important. And we have monthly meetings and we have monthly Zooms. And these are the times where we bring up, you know, different things that we're seeing in the queues, maybe for denials or codes or things like that. Because as you know, in this field, building and coding, it's constantly changing. One day, you know, we were able to put this code or this, you know, claim, and then it it just changes constantly. So I think that the peer-to-peer and just open communication meetings and different platforms like that will be very um, important and, you know, just imperative to reimbursement um, standpoint and just overall like patient care and healthcare. Yes, I totally agree. And so grateful that you've come on the show today. And uh, to all of our listeners out there, we are so happy that we're able uh, to have Janine on the show today. And of course, you can come back in September on September 14th and 15th to listen to Janine as well as others coming for the CDI Awareness Conference. We're very excited about this conference. We're going to bring together experts around the country healthcare professionals, industry leaders to talk about the latest trends, best practices and innovations in clinical documentation improvement. We're gonna talk about the differences in inpatient, outpatient documentation uh, with CDI. We're gonna talk about technology, some of the implications in revenue for accurate documentation, risk adjustment, a lot of stuff to look forward to at the conference. So of course, Janine, I thank you so much for agreeing to be one of our speakers. Thank you for having me. I'm truly, truly excited. And I'm I'm just, I can't wait to speak on that platform. Healthcare is my passion, um, definitely. And just, I think that the information that will be on that platform will be very helpful to a lot of people. So I can't wait. Excellent, excellent. Well, you can jump on over to healthcareinspirellc.com under our events section to grab your tickets. Again, that's September 14th through 15th. We look forward to having you there. Thank you again, Janine, and thank you to our listeners as well as our amazing podcast producer, Gabriel Fast with Highland Productions. Until next time. Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? We've got an exciting opportunity just for you. Picture this, your team gathered around, minds engaged, and inspiration flowing. Introducing Leadership Elevated, a transformative training experience from Healthcare Inspired. 
Is your team ready to be energized, empowered, and equipped with the tools they need for effective leadership? Look no further. We have a great session in mind where your team members can not only learn leadership principles, but also get to engage in a lively conversation that's both educational and entertaining. Our experts at Healthcare Inspire are passionate about empowering leaders in the healthcare industry. They bring a wealth of knowledge, experience, and a dash of fun to every training session. Whether you're a small clinic, a bustling hospital, or a healthcare organization, Leadership Elevated is tailored to meet your needs. So why wait? Grab your team and have Healthcare Inspired come provide them with a fun, engaging conversation that will inspire growth and transformation. Visit our website at healthcareinspiredllc.com and learn more about our upcoming sessions for Leadership Elevate. Elevate your leadership skills with Healthcare Inspired. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Healthcare Inspired. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you thought of the show. To learn more about Jennifer McNamara and her team at Healthcare Inspired, including how to hire their exceptional data team, visit www.healthcareinspiredllc.com. Thank you once again for joining us on this journey of inspiration and transformation. Together, let's shape the future of patient care. Healthcare Inspired is brought to you by Healthcare Inspired LLC. The show is produced by Highland Productions. Our executive producer is Jennifer McNamara. All music is composed by Gabriel Fast.